for those of you who um, are watching online, which should be most of us, we want to say good morning to you, and we're so grateful that you're joining us here today. Uh, for those of you who don't call Grace Catapult Church, uh, this is your church home. We just want to welcome you as well. And we know this video will get shared around throughout the week, so just want to say we're grateful that you're taking the time and uh, listening in. Yes, we are going through something so significantly as a world, as a community, and as a state. And uh, our world is getting rocked, honestly. And today I want to talk about three ways to walk through a crisis with confidence. I don't know about you, but this week... There have been times I've felt the stress start to come up. There have been times where I felt like the anxiety is starting to want to creep in. And, and I had to wrestle through a bunch of stuff today or this week. And so I came today with uh, helping you walk in confidence. To move from this place of anxiety to confidence. Then I want to start with this verse. In Proverbs 18.10 it says this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Can you guys just right now in your living rooms, on your phone, in your car, wherever you are, say strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man or woman runs into it and is safe. Hopefully that gives you and I peace this morning. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. He's our strength. He's our strength. I love this verse too. It says this, and it says in parentheses, it says the Lord who loves you. So first of all, you need to understand the Lord loves you. It says this, and this is what he's saying to us. The mountains and hills may crumble, but my love for you will never end. And I will keep forever my promise of peace. I will keep forever my promise of peace. And we need that peace today. We need that peace today. In a matter of a week, I remember it was just um, a week ago last Saturday that we made a decision not to meet in uh, public last week. And, and the things have been unfolding so fast. This week, all of our kids shifted to online or in-home learning. And I know all the homeschoolers out there are saying, what's the big deal, <laughs> right? <laughs> Society as we know it has stopped in many ways. Our world has been put on pause. Our states, certain states are on lockdown. In many ways, the COVID-19 pandemic has been like a global earthquake that seemed to have shaken all of our systems and the way of doing life has changed overnight. Some of you are spending a lot more time at homes. Some of you are trying to know what it's like to become the teacher of your kids, even though you're doing online learning. Some of us are having to learn new technology and new ways of staying connected and interacting in this time of social distancing. I want to just pause for a moment to realize that even though we've changed everything so rapidly, now is a time to kind of regroup. I, I want to encourage you, if you have a notepad or if you have your phone, anything to take down notes, 
on, these are going to be really important for the days ahead. Because even though our world has been shaken this week, so much has changed in our own personal lives this week. And we felt that anxiety, we felt that stress, we felt like our world has been turned upside down. We as followers of Jesus, and if you're watching and not a follower of Jesus yet, I'm going to introduce you to him at the end. But, but I want to let you know it's a time to move from anxiety to confidence. And I'm going to tell you how to do that. One thing I want to let you know, the disruption is not over. It's not a time to let down your guard. It's not a time to kind of like, all right, you know, this is like snow day working on number seven, right? <laughs> um, there's a lot coming down in our future that we need to be aware of. But today, I don't know what the future holds. I just know that we are still in this for a season. And we're going to have to learn how to move from an anxious state to a confident state because the world is going to be looking for people who are confident and they're going to ask why. And we need to have the answer. And we know that answer is only Jesus because without Jesus, it could very easily to feel like things are crumbling in on us. But it's a time to shift from anxiety to confidence and here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you those three steps. The first step, it's really easy and they're really practical. And you might be saying, hey, uh, this doesn't seem too complex. But, but I guarantee you, we need these simple steps, three of them, to get through this next. Let me just tell you what those three are and then we'll go into depth. Number one, look after yourself. Number two, know where you are. And number three, know your values. Know your values. So let's go back to number one. Look after yourself. This is so important because if you can't understand how to care for yourself in this time, we are going to be asked to care for others. We are going to be asked, and it's the work of the church, it's the work of the followers of Jesus in times of difficulty and times of crisis. We are the ones that will go to the front lines. But if you don't look after yourself, you will not be able to get there. Now, Easy way to remember this one, even if you're not taking notes. If any of you have flown before on an airplane, what do they tell you at the beginning? If the cabin loses pressure, first put on your own mask and then put on your child's mask, your children's mask. Part of me always kind of felt like that, that was counterintuitive a little bit. Don't we look after our young ones first? But the, what they're saying is, you know what? You're not going to be of any help for the other ones if you don't help yourself first. Now, help yourself doesn't mean selfish. I want to be clear. What I'm talking about is making sure that you're looking after yourself. Jesus, he had great self-care. I want to let you know that he had no problem getting out early in the morning and spending time with his father in heaven. He didn't have a problem. When the crowds were getting too big and, and too rambunctious, he just kind of slipped into a boat and went away from the crowds he knew how to create margin. He knew how to create boundaries. And he knew how to care for himself. See, it's okay to have limits and live within them. So number one, look after yourself. Put your mask on first. What this means for you, you have to care for yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Get outside. Turn off the TV. 
Get away from your media outlets. As much as they're trying to be helpful of relaying information, it just increases anxiety and stress. Number two, get some exercise. Eat healthy. Get plenty of sleep. I love how I'm seeing people on their bicycles now. They're like, what are we going to do? Go get some exercise. Another great practical thing, set some routines. Your family is going to need, especially your kids at this time, some structure. Structure is really good. Wake up in the morning. Read the Bible together. Um, Set some routines. We're going to start class, kids, at 9 o'clock in the morning or 8.30, whenever you want to start. Create some structure and routines for your kids and for you. It is going to be so helpful in this time. And this should have been first, but I, but I believe that you also know this. I've talked about it. Include God in your daily routine. What a great way. I've heard parents already telling me, we're going to incorporate God into our lessons. And we're working on some resources right now that we'll be putting on our website soon that is going to help you with that. Pray. Read the Bible. These are really, really great self-care ideas that are going to be helpful for you to look after yourself. Number one, look after yourself. Number two, know where you are. I'll tell you what, I had to really work on this one and everything was changing so rapidly this week. I had to really focus in and say, God, you got to tell us where we are so we know how to go forward. Do you ever get kind of like disoriented a little bit? especially in a big location, maybe a mall, what do you do? You go to the map in the mall and you find that star and say, this is where you are. You need to know where you are to know where you're going to be going. And so I believe this is a season to really hunker in to say, okay, do some self-assessment. Where are you in your life? Where are you in your life? This will have an opportunity to reorient you. Or have you been Living on autopilot, have you just been going busy, busy, busy? Um, Where are your relationships? Where are your relationships with God? Where's your relationships with other people? You need to know where you are. Take some self-assessment. Get your bearings around you. Reorient yourself. Take time to get centered this week. Understand your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse, your family. Actually, that is the order. When you're trying to get reoriented, this is what you need to do. For me this week, I had to start drawing circles. My circles were like, okay, I've got to look after my family. I've got to look after the church family. God's entrusted me also with some responsibility in my own town. I've got to look after those town responsibilities. Then I've got to look after the community that our church is in and a part of and, and kind of looking at in circles and saying, okay, this is where I am today. This is, we need to get focused on some things. So a great way to get yourself reoriented would be this way. Time to get centered. What's most important? It goes in this order. God is first. Your spouse is second. Your family is third. Then your ministry, then your job, then your hobbies. And I wonder if this is a great time to kind of realize maybe some of those things were out of order. God first. Then your spouse if you're married. If you're single, you can skip that one. Family, ministry, job, hobbies. Jesus always recentered himself to the Father. Jesus says, I only do what I see and hear the Father in heaven doing. 
He, that's why he got away early in the morning. He slipped away to get recentered, reoriented to the task of what Jesus was, what God was up to. In this season where everything is, is, has the potential to be chaotic and, and our lives are upside down, we need that centering and we need to say, where are we? And ask every day, Father in heaven, what is my job today? What is my task today? What do you want me to do today? Do I need to look after my neighbor today? Do I need to make a phone call to a family member today? Do I need to take spiritual leadership in my home today? So number one, we talked about that, is look after yourself. Put on the mask first. Number two, know where you are. Find that dot on the map. You are here. <laughs> Get reoriented. Prioritize. Put God first in your life. Number three, know your values. This is so important. Hopefully you're writing these down. So know your values. In a time of crisis, you're not going to have a lot of time to think. You have to, you actually have to act out of what already is instinctively inside of you. Our military is so trained this way, right? When they're under the threat of the enemy, they know immediately if this happens, I do this. One of their things is no man left behind, right? So a man goes down, they're not thinking, oh, should I take him or should I not take him? They just say, you know what? No man is left behind and I'm taking him. So you need to have these value-based decisions in your life. And so what a great time for us to kind of reestablish some of those values. I want to remind you, if you call Grace Capital Church um, your home, as a congregation, we have values. And we naturally live these out, but it's a good season to remind us so you're not thinking, this is, again, really important. Maybe I'd encourage you to write these down, put them on your fridge, put them in your Bible, put them somewhere in your house because when you don't have time to think, when things like, when stress goes up and your mind wants to go like blank, <laughs> what do I do? I'm paralyzed. You don't have to be paralyzed. You have to live out of your values, that are already instinctively, you're like, I know them. So as a church, I'm going to put the values up on your screen and you can follow along. And then I want you to write them. I want you to post them. And maybe this is a great opportunity for your kids this week when it's craft time. Hey, kids, let's make crafts and write down these values. Color them, make them pretty, and then post it somewhere in your house. Number one, Jesus. We have to start there. We are Jesus-centered. Everything we do is rooted in his word. We agree, right? We are a Jesus-centered people. Because guess what? Who is the only one that's going to get us out of this mess? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. He is our savior. He is our rock. He is our foundation. He's our cornerstone. Jesus. So we need to be rooted in Jesus and we know that this is his word, the word of God, right? This is his word. So let's talk to him. Let's get in his word. Number one. Number two, people. Second value is people. We are people focused. Every person matters because they're made in the image of God. Okay, what this means is we realize that our lives are not just about ourselves. We will take time to think about our neighbor. 
Right? So when you are in a crisis situation, when all of a sudden you think like, I got to look, just look after my family. Wait, wait, wait. That's, no, our value is that we are people focused, which means we don't just look after us. We look after the people around us. And why do we do that? Why? Because every person is made in the image of God. It doesn't matter what their, their belief is. They're a human being and they're made in the image of God. They have great value. And we're called to care for people, to look after people. We are people focused. Number one, Jesus. Number two, people. Number three, authenticity. Authenticity. Now this one, so we got to start being authentically us. We have to start about being spirit-led. So the spirit of God is in us as a, follow, as a follower of Jesus. Spirit of God is in us. But it's the spirit of God who also leads us. And we can only be truly ourselves if we truly be who God has made us to be. And we can only authentically not only be who God has called us to be, but also do what he's called us to do, we have to, we have to start with what the Holy Spirit is saying. So in this crazy time, if we just go on autopilot, if we just go on our flesh, if we just go on our feelings, guess what? We're going to get disoriented again. We've got to go back to authentically being spirit-led. And so we, you, you will uniquely do what God has purposed you to do. And then number Four, generosity. Generosity. Why are we generous? Well, Jesus modeled it for us. Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus gave his life for us. He went to the cross for us. Gave his very life for us. And therefore, we give our time, our talent, our money. Why? So that others may know him. If Jesus is the answer, if he's the savior, then we give our best energy, our best time, our resources to help other people know him. In this time of craziness, a lot of people are losing their lives. Um, people are losing their jobs. It is uncertain. We have to realize that, that we have to live a generous life so other people will know him. By the way, generosity goes beyond um, just sharing Jesus. But do you realize you can share Jesus by your actions? If you really are generous, that means you th you're thinking about others more than you're thinking about yourself. That means you will not be hoarding at the grocery store. Share that toilet paper. Right? That, that we will have a level of concern and that we're also open-handed with the people around us to say, you know what? I want to be generous with my life. I want to be generous with my time. I don't want to just think about me. I want to think about the others around me. I'm going to be generous with my resources so that other people will know Jesus. And then lastly is family. Uh, this one's so dear to, to me because not only do I have a personal value of the, the value of family, but we're realizing that we are a part of a bigger family, a couple families that we're part of. One, we're a part of this family called Grace Capital Church. Then we're a part of this family called Christians, right? We're followers of Christ, Christians. And uh, so those are our families. So we believe that God has put us together. We do. 
And it's our responsibility to love and to serve one another. So in this difficult time, not only are you going to look after your own immediate family, but you're going to say, how do I care for my church family? Then how do I care for this greater family of God? So these are the values and why it's so important to have them ingrained in our life in this time is because when our instincts kick in or when our feelings kick in, it might want to go against, like fear kicks in and this is why people are buying up all the chicken and all the toilet paper and what have you, right? It's like, I got to get my own. And wait a second, but my val- if my value is generosity and my value is people and my value is authenticity, then I'm going to authentically be myself, but I'm going to be generous to say, I'm not, it's not all about me. I'm going to care about the people around us. And then in this time when we're kind of like isolated in our homes, it could very easily like, hey, I just want to watch more Netflix. I want to watch more movies. And, and we'd be thinking, wait a second. No, we, we've got a bigger family that we have to care about. And I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to send a text or an email. I'm going to make sure my family is connected and, and loved. So these core, these three things of, remember, self-care. Put on your mask first. Know where you are. Find that star. Reorient your life Take this time right now to reorient it. Get your priorities straight. And then know your values. Your values will will settle you and calm you and keep you focused on what is important. But most importantly, you have to know where your confidence is found. It's in a relationship with Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 4, In the Bible, verse 16, it tells us that he is our high priest. And through his intercession, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. All those watching right now to say that word confidence. Confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace and help us in our time of need. Help us in our time of need. Our confidence, yes, is in these looking after ourselves, you know, know where we are, know our values, but ultimately, ultimately our confidence comes in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Guess what? Our faith is being tested. There's no question that our faith is being tested. We're being stretched Because maybe, just maybe, we've had confidence in things that we didn't think that we had such confidence in. We had confidence in our routine. We had confidence in our jobs. We had confidence in our structures. We had confidence in our retirement. We had confidence in all these things that are getting shaken. And then we realize, what is the only thing that we can have confidence in? It's in Jesus Christ. I love this scripture in Philippians In the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that which he has begun a good work, and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will be coming back to this earth again. I don't know when that day will come. I don't know if these are the signs of the times. I do do know 
that the earth is groaning right now. The earth is shaking like an earthquake right now. And Jesus is faithful. We can have confidence in him. I'm very mindful that not only is our church family watching this, but this is probably going to get shared to friends, people who love you, people who want you to know where to have confidence in a shaking time. Your friends are going to say, I want you to hear this because this is how we're going to get through this. These are the three ways to walk through a crisis with confidence. But ultimately, what your friends want is they want you to know your confidence is in Jesus Christ. Audra and I put together my wife, who did the, um, the greeted you at our giving time, put together this uh, little teaching. It's five sessions to help you have confidence during this uncertain time. And if you go to this website that you're going to see here, livingsozo.org, livingsozo.org, these are five free sessions that will help you. What does it mean to not only be saved, but to live saved? We need to have the confidence today to know where our relationship is with Jesus Christ. Remember, that was like one of the things that we talked about is know where you are. Where's the star on the map? Know where you are. Where are you in your relationship with Jesus? Have you invited him into your life? Where are you in your relationship with, with God? And we realize that we can only have a relationship with God with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus went to the cross. I, I think it's fascinating that all this is coming upon us in our world around Easter. When Jesus was preparing for the greatest thing that he did for all humanity for all time by going to the cross, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and again reoriented himself to the Father and he said, hey, Father, if, if this cup or if this situation can pass from me, I, I would like it. And oh my word, isn't that us today? God, if this situation could just pass, I'd be okay with it. But God knew that what Jesus had to do was going to be so important for all of us. And Jesus went to the cross willingly to be killed, be put to death for our sins. Sin separates us from God. Our selfishness, our all the wrong things that we've done, it separates us from God. God's a holy God, but he loves us so much. So he allowed his son, Jesus, to go to the cross to take all of our sin upon his shoulders to set us free so we can have a relationship with our Father in heaven. And on this site, livingsozo.org, you will be, everything's free there. You'll be able to walk through those understandings of what does it mean to be saved and to live saved. But it first starts with a simple acknowledgement of who Jesus is and a prayer inviting him into your life.
Would you do that with me today? It's a good reminder for each one of us to kind of say, what are my priorities? What are my values? You know, we talk about making sure we have self-care, but if we don't care for our own spiritual being of our relationship with Jesus, if we don't know where we are at with our relationship with God, again, it's really hard to then to have those values birthed inside of us that are really values that line up to the kingdom of God. It starts by a relationship with him. We just take a moment and pray with me. Jesus, we just thank you for what you've done on the cross. We thank you for going to the cross for our sins. It's our sin that separates us from our Father in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. At that moment of receiving you, Jesus, into our life, we just take a deep breath and realize our guilt and our shame has been washed away. Lord, we know that your Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that you are Lord, then we are saved. So thank you for saving us. Thank you for not only going to the cross, but thank you for three days later conquering the grave, giving us hope that there's new life. And in this time, Lord Jesus, there seems to be like a big grave that's opened up, taking so many lives with this virus. God, I pray a protection over each person that's listening to this today. God, that you are our strong tower we're the righteous. What makes us righteous is you, Jesus. There's no righteousness on our own. It's only the righteousness of Christ in us. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. God, we trust you in this difficult time. We trust you in this difficult time. And everybody said, amen. I want to leave with you this scripture. From Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm hoping that we move from an anxious place to a confident place because of our hope in Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Man, we are so looking forward to the time where we can be together again. And if you're joining us and you're not a part of Grace Capital Church and you live in this area, the central New Hampshire area, we would love for you to not only keep following us online, but when we reopen, that you would join us and become a part of this family. Have a great week. Stay well. We love you guys. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live 
on your computer or on your device, we want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.